In today's world, it's really easy to want to live a life of abundance and happiness, but there's so much that gets in our way. We want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. We're honestly just here to help you grow into the person you want to become. So let's dive right into the Motivational Monday series. Welcome to the Motivational Monday series hosted by the Lunch Break Media. Today we have Ty on the podcast. Ty is a 27-year-old entrepreneur who recently raised $3 million in seed capital for his startup. He wants to inspire others through his story and struggles. So Ty, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on here. I've been pumped all day. Thank you for being here. And let's start off with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Cool. Thanks for the invite, Emily. Um, first and foremost, uh, I guess you kind of hit it at 27, uh, Ben in the entrepreneurship game since I was 14, sold my first car, which was a 1972 Mustang Fastback, this ugly green color, um, sold cars and sold other items all the way up to college, uh, went to, uh, Santa Barbara, then NEU, then ASU, still graduating those four years, um, paid my college, uh, based on just flipping items, um, throughout those 14 to 18 years. Um, kind of been hustling, always been an entrepreneur. I was kind of the person that used to sell random stuff all the time um, and kind of hit that, went to Silicon Valley after college, um, kind of learned some stuff, jumped into a venture capital fund um, and a startup incubator, kind of got my feet wet in terms of the, the actual internet game um, and tech and software, came back out. I needed a full-time job. So I started reselling again, 2017 full-time. That's awesome. So you were not like your average 18 year old or like 24 year old, like out partying and different things like that. Like you were grinding. Can you tell me about that experience? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, yes, from 20, what, 23 on, I didn't have a day off. It was kind of, it's definitely a different game, right? It's kind of what you're looking for. That's the biggest thing I can preference is, is whatever you're looking for in life, you should go after it. If it's, if it's, if it's hanging out with friends, which is okay. Right. If you want that kind of lifestyle more than happy to, for me, it wasn't what I'm looking for. I've always kind of been the the driven type. Um, I've always wanted to really progress as far as possible and kind of, uh, uh, take my potential as, as far as I can as well. Um, so while other people were uh, hanging out and, and partying, um, I, I, I had a fake ID when I was 16. So I kind of got rid of that partying time. I went to Vegas when I was 16. So that kind of that kind of pushed it away. Uh, by 21, I kind of was sick of the party scenes, the clubs, I've already done it. Um, so then I just started focusing, right? Had my first like product in college that failed miserably. Um, and then went to do obviously the resale game. That is wild. You are very similar to myself with your story of your, like you, we kind of went through the party phase young. Um, and so now when we got older, we just, we realized what we wanted to do with our lives and we just kind of like really worked towards that goal. Um, did you have a lot of, was it really hard to like watch your friends in a very different state than you? Yes and no. Uh, it, it, the only, like, like, a not parting it's like that social scene right that you can always look back and like oh that would have been different right i turned out a lot weirder now because i didn't have that social scene in college especially um but uh, i i see where it's progressed them now uh, and i'm glad i put the time in beforehand that's awesome so can you tell us like a little bit deeper on how you how you raised three million in seed capital how was that how was that looking for you? Um, were you scared? Were you nervous? Was it just something you attacked? Um, tell yeah, us about yeah. it. It's quite easy to be honest. Uh, uh, with 
if you have the right business model, it's simple to raise cash. That's really not the difficult part, especially right now. Um, there's so much cash going. Uh, I'll kind of preface this as well. Uh, we had we actually turned away about seven million dollars more um, than what we actually took in for funding. So we are way oversubscribed. We're still way oversubscribed for that Series A as well. Um, but uh, it's not that difficult to reach out to people as long as you have a few things, right? If you have a business model that is going to be scalable for venture, um, then take venture on, right? If not, like my previous business models weren't scalable, I could never have raised cash this easily. Um, second, people try to pitch to venture based with no actual cash flow. Um, we were at about a million ARR when we raised, right? So in our current revenue in terms of what ARR means, but you need to have a scale business model, a large TAM, a large market, right? Um, a subscription base most people look for and also um, cash flow. If you don't have those, then you're kind of sunk in the water. Also, that if you if if both co-founders mean say the other co-founders, well, we both have kind of unique skill sets, which they look for in venture. They look for people, product, and there's like three P's. I forgot what the third P was. It was it was, it was a while back. But that's what we're looking for. So if you have those, people start flocking, and it becomes very easy to raise. Especially after you get a seed round, the next rounds are even easier. People start coming out of the woodworks trying to give you cash. That's awesome. I didn't know about all of that stuff. Um, so how long did it take you exactly to raise the 3 million in seed capital? Like from start to finish, I know you said you still have more revenue coming in and stuff like that, but how long did it take you to get to 3 million? Um, it took us about two months, three months, maybe tops. Um, so again, it, it's not, it's like that, that isn't hard, making a sustainable and scale business. That's the hard part, right? If you can do that, people like you just call people, right? Reach out via email and they'll, you'll, you'll have a few no's and until you get that, uh, your, your revenue up. Then once you hit that, let's say 800 to a million in annual recurring revenue, then people start coming quick. And especially if you have that trajectory growth by one year in, we're at about a million ARR. So we scaled relatively fast. Um, if, if with no tech as well, um, and pure bootstrapped, if you guys, if you can do that, it's, it's pretty simple to raise the cash. Raising cash isn't the hard part. It actually takes a little bit of time, um, take time out of the day, but building the building the business uh, is is the key. If, if, a bad business, if you add cash on top of it, it's still a bad business. I agree with that statement. I agree 100%. So my next question for you is, um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like what, what path, what avenue do you want to take um, and why? Uh, cool. We'll go like a person. I always see myself as like the next, like, uh, like, like who I want to become. Right. Um, we all probably see ourselves in that good light, whatever that good light may be. Right. Your, your, your quote unquote good light to me definitely different than my good light, whatever, just background, all that kind of jazz. Right. Five years. Um, we want to be at a billion dollar valuation probably next three to four. That's kind of what we're shooting for in terms of monetary goals, but only monetary is such a small thing. A uh, monetary, that billion dollar valuation, personally, just be the best person I can be, right? Uh, one, um, try to bring back, try to bring back some social life um, uh, from what, from what it was before college. Um, and uh, that's probably a positive, obviously keep growing the company. And two, just try to focus on what I believe like are some positives, which I can push forward and keep focusing on those positive. So again, what can I do personally to become that better person in those five years? I feel like as entrepreneurs, we're always striving. Well, most of us are always striving to be, to get to that next level. Like it doesn't stop. Um, so the fact that you, you know, not only want to make your company a million dollar company, but then a billion dollar, like 
you're just striving for that next step. And I think that's amazing. Um, so that leads into my next question. I'm, I've got a lot for you today because I'm trying to pick your brain. So, um, what is your favorite piece of advice to give to just young entrepreneurs or people who aren't even young? Like maybe they're just starting out and they're like forties, fifties, sixties. What, what's your tip of advice? Like just one. Yeah. Uh, I, the one I said to you is, is actually Nipsey Hussle quote and it kind of like resonates is the only difference between me and somebody else is literally not stopping. Right. It's, it's, we all have those ups and downs. It's, it's, I put the success of whatever success means to that person that is going to happen no matter what, right? If I'm going to try for it, if it doesn't happen, there's, let me say, there's, there's no way it's not going to happen because I'm putting every bean into it. So just keep trying. That's kind of the, that's kind of the best things. If you fail 20 times, you're going to get that one thing that's going to turn you to overnight success. So what would you say to people who have been trying for a really long time and they're almost like they're debating on whether or not they should go forward and they're like, is this for me? But maybe that next time, like just that next time, that one next try might be their game changer. What, what would you say to them? Yeah, look at why it didn't work, right? So like I'll, I'll, kind, of, I'll kind of preference like my story because it's easier for me to, uh, to give a background to it, right? First product I did, did a Kickstarter, did about 10,000 in sales probably crashed, spent all, everything I saved up from pre-college um, and even paid for college, that just wasted a hundred grand, right? Looking back, you say like, okay, why'd that not work, right? One, there was no product market fit, didn't know what I was doing. And I tried to build a product before I knew there's a product market fit. Okay, cool. Next business was flipping, right? Going garage selling and estate selling. So you saw like, so the first business didn't work. Second business, I took what I learned and then built on top of it. Okay, I don't need to build a product, first and foremost. I'm just going to sell things that I already can find or that already have a product market fit um, and then going to build off that. So it's an easy way to get started, especially I would, I would say if you're a new entrepreneur or you're trying to get into the entrepreneurship game, don't try to build anything. Do like, don't try to build a product. I look at it as there's three different levels, right? <clears throat> Your beginner. It's like flipping, uh, for me it's flipping, right? But that could be a contractor in terms of building a little contract company or an upward company along those lines. Easiest to get started. Everybody should start at this. Don't skip. You can see people that skip, but it's very, very hard to skip. Um, so that's gonna be number one. That's all I started as well, garage selling. Uh, number two, starting to build a little business and build actually the foundation and structure off that. You see it's my second company called, uh, my third or fourth company, whatever maybe called LaCroix. <clears throat> Basically, arbitraging based on my previous experience, I was arbitraging between two multiple marketplaces, mostly eBay and Amazon. You can make millions of dollars buying off eBay and selling on Amazon pretty easily too. So I took my previous experience and then built out infrastructure for that second tier, which we built out a uh, piece of software that would scrape both um, eBay and then put it on Amazon, right? At scale, kind of like a reverse drop shipping method, right? First one to come up with it, all that kind of jazz, scaled to 1.7 million in the first 12 months. Uh, but how I did is looking back on the previous experience, then built out infrastructure to then be able to try to leverage it. And it will never get raised by capital, venture capital. It would, it caps out about 3 million a year. You can make a hell of a lot of cash, but I'm not really focused. I don't really like cash. Cash doesn't really mean too much to me. It's more about like the like prestige or whatever. So then the third business is going to be the full out infrastructure build, right? This is what costs a lot of capital, a lot of time. You need to have deep knowledge. This can be, this needs to be scalable and that, that can you then raise venture capital. So if you're starting out, focus on that first one, get cash flow. focus on the flipping, the upwork, something that you can do, 
learn that and then scale on top of it. Okay. I, I thought of a couple follow-up questions. Um, what are your thoughts? So when you said, think of like flipping in the beginning, immediately network marketing came to my mind because a lot of people do that. What are your thoughts on network marketing as like a startup? Um, obviously people can take that Avenue and make it like a full-time job. Um, they can get to the top of the company, whatever, but what are your thoughts on utilizing network marketing as a startup? Because you essentially already have the products. So do you, you know anything about that? Yeah. So you're talking about, uh, you're saying network marketing has like an affiliate baseline, right? You're selling somebody else's products along those lines. Yeah, that can definitely be done, right? Um, it, since it, I would say that network marketing or that affiliate product, you already want some some built out traction, right? Something that you can then make it so it's easy to sell. You, like I Like as a business, you don't want to do hard businesses, right? To go into a hard business sucks. Like focus on what's easy and then build that out. So if network marketing is easy and there's like a scalable solution that you guys can like, okay, if there's already built out product need into it, that's what, that's what I would look at. Right. So if it does, then awesome. If it doesn't, then I'll probably look at something else. Awesome. So you're just essentially saying to just test out different things, try different things and see what works best, but start with something where you aren't necessarily supplying the product or cash. Right. So I, like as, as a beginner, I don't want to, let's say, let's say you're like, so you're getting started. You want to do that network marketing. I would say, I don't want you supplying any cash. Right. I want you to do the bare bones, maybe like flipping shirt, sure, but you already know it's going to sell in the back end. But like, you don't want to supply a lot of cash first, first and foremost, because that's going to be devastating. I lost a hundred grand. My first product depleted me to nothing. I started with nothing from flipping on that way. Right. Bad idea. Rookie mistake. I see it often. Um, so I would say find something that it takes no cash and it has a open market that you can then take to that market relatively easy. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to actually like close out clubhouse cause it's freaking out for me. If you want to just do the same, you more than <laughs> likely can. Sure. Um, cause I want to finish this podcast. Okay. So anyway, um, so my next question then to you is, um, that was a lot of background noise and it was stressing me out. I'm like, no. All right, we'll edit this section out. But anyway, um, okay, so what are your thoughts in terms of like, um, okay, so I actually knew a guy who would flip, he flipped cars. He flipped cars all the time. Like that was his main source of doing what he did at that current moment. And now he actually opened up his own business. So essentially the correlation you are making is like start small, and then work towards getting to that end goal, which his end goal was to open a body shop. Um, is that what you're essentially saying? hundred percent, right? You okay. can see, so if you take this in terms of the three steps, right? Flipping cars is his first one. Then he started building out infrastructure, which is like he was built down to actual physical retail or maybe did an online business, right? So he's in that stage two. And they're able to actually raise cap, but you can actually take that stage two. You can make a lot of cash. You can make hundreds of thousands, not millions of dollars, right? In terms of actually net cash. Yeah, it's doable. Okay. So what is the biggest struggle that you faced in your business? I, did I already ask you that? I don't think so. Uh, which business? The one now or the, the just in general? I guess let's just go with in general first. Yeah, I, I can go. Uh, so in general, the biggest struggle was, oh, fuck. Um, probably getting stuck between flipping and the state business. The state business is tough. That's what my second kind of business was after garage selling went to the States kind of builds a little more infrastructure for LaCroix. Um, that was, that was relatively tough. You get big ups and big downs. You can sell a million dollar piece of artwork and you could be, you could have nothing and you go back to garage selling for a while. That was tough. 
living in a warehouse was tough as well. Uh, that was, uh, did that for about a year when I was garage selling a state company. That was, um, it was fun, but it was definitely, you have no privacy, which is, it gets, it gets sense. Uh, me and my dad built actually a little shed in the house. It was a little house inside of our warehouse. Um, it was like 1800 square foot warehouse and had like its own shower, uh, TV bed and like, uh, closets. That was, that was kind of fun. That was kind of fun, but relatively difficult because you can, you have no privacy. People are always coming in and out and it was by massive metal plant. So it was kind of, it was, it was interesting right now. The biggest thing is humans, um, using, using humans to actually do a lot of the work. There's always mistakes and errors, right? So how we kind of started again, going from this principle of uh, bootstrapping, whenever you start a company, you want to do it at the very minimal level, right? So how we started uh, hammock was we actually did it on Google spreadsheets at first. We had uh, my co-founder said he has a he had a large um, team out in India, which we we started turning into a uh, listing team. Um, so we took Google spreadsheets and then let's say you're a reseller, you give us photos, we would build those listings out. Um, you can only scale that so big, right? So our our problem now, right, is being able to move away from. Um, uh, humans. Humans are, are very difficult to, uh, first and foremost, there's always going to be humans errors, right? So like, like, it doesn't matter how, how you look at it. It's like, I look at it as like process driven stuff. Um, unless it had to be done, you should always do it by tech. My, 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 pro, my, my philosophy is one, automate it, right? Two, outsource it. Three, uh, de- uh, divvy it up to a staff member and four, um, do it yourself, right? Focus number one, like right now we're trying to get everything automated, right? So we can take away the human errors um, as much as possible. We can then scale, um, scale even faster. Okay. I just, I came up with a burning question. So what are your thoughts? By the way, I'm thoroughly enjoying picking apart your brain. So thank you for giving me this time. Um, So what are your thoughts on um, kind of like, obviously our world is progressing and we're kind of moving more towards a technological base of things. Like, like you said, tech. Um, So what are your thoughts on like the quote unquote, like the fear of everyone thinking that they're not going to have jobs by kind of like switching humans out for, um, for tech? Yeah, this right, I can go deep in this shit. Uh, <laughs> let's just all right, so I have a theory, and the theory could be completely fucking wrong. Who knows? But like everything that can, everything that a human can do can be done in tech. If if the theory of we are living in a simulation is true, let's go with that, right? Um, so I believe like we see machine vision. So our tech is machine vision. So we use AI to recognize items to then post online. That can be done based on like just pure algorithms and AI to be replicate humans, if not do it even better. So I believe in the creative aspects, I think humans are always going to stay right. Anything in terms of creativity, it's going to, it's going to have to be humans because ones and zeros doesn't get creative very fast. Um, So that term, but in terms of anything data, like, like anything that can be anything that's kind of like quote unquote, doesn't take a lot of like creativity is going to be automated out. Right. You're starting to see this massively. Um, uh, first and foremost, you see this in driver cars, right? If you look at Tesla, right? Uh, the test, what's the, the, I think it's the second biggest or second biggest, um, uh, uh, like, uh, place that people have jobs is in the transportation that's going to get wiped out. Like you're going to see massive people lose jobs in the near future. And it's going to be crazy. Uh, we're in like the next, how, how I'm thinking about this time. It's like the 1800s during the Carnegie and the railroads, new techs coming up that will displace a lot of people. It's going to create a lot more jobs in different aspects, but there's going to be a massive displacement in the near future directly. Again, anything that can be done 
in a simple way, you see this again, any, any kind of white, any kind of baseline white collar job is going to be gone. Like accounting is yeah. going to be gone. Like even our accounting software we're building out, right? We have baseline AI with it. It's going to take away the need for an accountant on that, right? Anything like that is going to be taken out, but it leaves a lot of room for entrepreneurs like us, right? To take advantage of it and actually kind of jump into those spaces that which are getting disrupted. Yeah, I definitely, that's what came to my mind is like, it's going to be a, a booming period for entrepreneurs, especially too. Um, I was going to ask you something and now I'm forgetting, dang it. Um, oh, I'm getting too excited, Ty. I'm getting excited and I'm forgetting what I'm going to say. Um, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I do have another question for you. Um, so with entrepreneurship, uh, so upon me building up my sales team and different things like that, I'm actually in network marketing currently. Um, and upon building up my sales team, I've had to like teach them to have really tough skin with entrepreneurship. Like anything you do in entrepreneurship, I'm a firm believer that you need to have tough skin. Like that's why not everybody does it. Um, and so I, I guess I want to pick your brain apart on the side of, um, was it hard for you to have tough skin or did you kind of like, did you have to build that up or were you just kind of like a, I didn't give a shit kind of guy. Like I'm, I see this vision, I see this goal and nobody's stopping me, period. A uh, mixture of both, uh, going garage selling, definitely at the beginning, especially as a kid, right. That will teach you a lot about having tough skin and negotiation for sure. Right. Uh, definitely need it. Now, now if how I look at it is like, we're going to change change the game in terms of what we're doing and how to change the world. Um, I just see it so clearly that it's, it's, it's going to happen either way. So either the naysayers, which we have a bunch of naysayers um, that think, Oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, you're like, work so, and I, so you're not, you're on the resale click, but like, there's, there's a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people that do resell. Right. Uh, and um, that we, we get raised the biggest capital out of any reseller tool ever right in a seed in a seed raise by far by millions on top right so it's thrown it's thrown of it's thrown a lot of attention positive and negative toward us and how i see it is it's it's going to happen if, if it's if it's not us which is going to be us but if it's not us it's going to be something else i've been in this game too long i've i've i've, I've i know what's going to happen um that it, it's going to happen so either the naysayers are going to be proven wrong um, and they're going to start coming back to us either way, which we're already starting to see. It's kind of crazy. So if, if a customer left us at the beginning when we were running uh, based on Google Sheets, they came back. I had an interview with this girl today. She goes, I started with you guys. I didn't like you guys at first. But now like you guys you guys literally are changing this game. Like I I, 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 I love your guys' product. And I'm like, it's going to get even better. Like, just wait. Like, But you, you start seeing they're going to come back. They're going to come to us. And then we'll be waiting with open arms and be like, okay, like, all, all, all the shit you guys talked, um, it, sh it should be, it should be fun to uh, see them come back in the future. To be honest, I want to touch on that. That is one of the biggest things that I like, I get excited about because all those people who doubted like us in the beginning and all those people who were like, oh no, like this is such a shitty plan. Like, what are you doing with your life? This, this, and that, like we've all, we've heard it all. Um, those are the same people that circle around and they just, they're like, they, they kind of creep in and they're like, Hey, so can you tell me about your business or can you tell me what you're doing? And it's just funny. Like, it's so funny to me, like who ends up leaving because of their lack of belief and who ends up like recircling around when, when they get the facts, like kind of thrown at them. It's just, there's a little side of me that gets excited about that or like, oh, what should I say? Um, not excited, but almost like, I can't help but laugh, you know, Ty, like, I just think it's funny. Um, but anyway, 
I appreciate all the feedback you've given today. I'm, I'm running out of questions. Do you have anything that you want to say to the listeners now? Do you have, um, anything in specific that like any last words of wisdom or, um, something to resonate with the crowd? Yeah. Uh, focus, right? If, if this is actually what you want to do, and that's kind of the biggest thing, if it's actually what you're going to go after full time and focus on it, jump into it, right? That's kind of the biggest thing. If something's not working out, you should see some uh, effects pretty quickly if it is going to work out. If it's not working out, figure out something that will work out because there's so many other options. Don't get stuck in a trench in terms of, oh, this is going to work when you don't see any results. You can like, I, I again, when I was first doing becoming an entrepreneur, like I was like, oh, this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. When there was no actual results kind of showing that's going to work jump out of it, right? Find something else. Like there's no shame in taking a, a nine to five to work on your, your side projects to build up uh, after that, right? Like, again, what are you looking for? So I'll, I'll even ask you a question. Like, so for your network marketing, like what are you looking for? Is it cash? Is it, is it freedom? Is it, is it to maintain a lifestyle? What is it? So in the beginning, it was cash. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm young. Like I got into entrepreneurship and I was like, oh yeah, I, I can make as much money as possible. Like the, the sky is the limit. Um, but the more I actually really get into it, um, the reason why I'm specifically partnered with this company is because um, I love health and wellness. Like there's a lot, like I go to the gym. That's where a lot of my, um, the gym has saved my life in a lot of ways, as silly as it may sound. Um, but I, I love helping people get to that, that point of nutrition, like healthy nutrition and like having them not only buy the products, cause I could really care less about that, but really having them understand their own body. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm very fascinated with the body and how it works. So I figured that's my goal is to just educate as many people as possible about nutrition and wellness and how their body is different from others and what exactly their body needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one of, I, I do run two businesses as well. So, but that what, is one of them. What's the second one? The second one is mentorship. Mentorship. I meant, yeah. Which one do you want to scale more? That's such a fun question. <sighs> Probably mentorship, to be honest. I would say focus on it, right? Like yeah. if, if, it's, if it's, if the other thing, the affiliate marketing and actually which one's paying, which one's paying you more as well? Mentorship. Your fucking hand <laughs> right there. I'm like, like, it's clear as day, right? Yeah. Like, uh, if, if it's what you like, go down the road, right? And, and kind of jump in full time. You're like, to there's me an inflection point where you can only scale things so big and to get to so much, right? So, mm-hmm. focus on it as much cost, even if it kind of hurts to take away the extra income. Uh, like, you can obviously build more and, and what you like, you're going to focus on more as well, right? Okay, so you have multiple businesses, correct? Only one. Uh, oh, the, oh, so we only really focus on hammock now, but I, I still run an Amazon store, but it, it, it cash flows you about a hundred thousand a month. And I spend about an hour or two a month on it. Okay. Gotcha. So you really believe that in order to be like successful and what you, the avenue you take with entrepreneurship, you need to focus on one thing. Yeah. Unless you're trying to test everything out. Right. It's kind of right. two different if you see, so you're going to see a, like, again, an inflection point, right? So what we saw, this is kind of a good example with LaCroix, right? So LaCroix, like we went from the States garage selling and a state company, you see like a constant, we're making like 30 to 40, sometimes, sometimes 70, 80 K on the high ends. So once you get those biggest States a month, right? So you'd see like kind of like a blip and I go up down, right? 
LaCroix, it really started from 10, 30, 60, 80, 150, 180, 200, 230, right? You see like that big inflection point and that's when you go all in, right? If let's say you see like you're, you're going to see the uh, a, 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 a massive growth kind of hockey stick growth curve, and that's when you go full feet, right? Mm-hmm. That's if you're looking to maximize cash, but let's say you want to focus on health and wellness and the cash really isn't too big of a deal, then you just dive deep and then you kind of want to build out the big base, right? So it depends on what you're looking for. LaCroix, we're just looking for as much cash as we possibly could. Um, so that's why we kind of jump full feet into it. But to answer the question, focus, focus, right? Like if, if something's what you actually want to do, you're never going to be a the best at it if you have your feet in multiple different things. The Lunch Break Media Group is collaborating with the Motivational Monday series. We are all about uncomfortable growth and uncomfortable conversations. Subscribe if we align with your values and reach out to Sean or I on IG if you want to become a part of Motivational Mondays. You feel me? You feel me?